You're listening to an all-new episode of Self-Made Strategies. Visit selfmadestrategies.com for new episodes, information about our guests, and a whole lot more. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Self-Made Strategies podcast. I'm your host, Tony Lopes. Our guest on this episode brings 30 years of experience in marketing and is a serial entrepreneur. She was a member of the team which launched the very first frequent buyer program in the United States for AT&T and brings an executive level of experience to benefit her clients in her and her husband's venture, Mobile High Five. With us today for your listening pleasure are the self-made strategies of Barbara Casey. Hey, Barbara, how are you? I'm fine, Tony. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for joining us remotely, of course. Um, Great to see you virtually. Of course, people who are listening to this can also go to the Self-Made Strategies YouTube channel to watch this video if you'd prefer to see both of us talking through this conversation. But really excited to not only talk about what Mobile High Five does, I think you guys do a pretty amazing service, which is providing businesses and entrepreneurs with the opportunity to have more direct engagement with their consumers and client base and with their target audience in general through SMS-based, text-based advertising programs or marketing programs, I should say. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Really excited to hear how you and Bob, your husband, who's your partner in in Mobile High Five, developed Mobile High Five as a concept, but what you're doing today to help businesses during this pandemic to have more direct engagement with their their target audience. So let's start from the beginning, sort of. Uh, You had 30 years of marketing experience, and then you and Bob, your husband, decide to start Mobile High Five. Tell us how that idea came about and how you went about starting it. I came out of more of a corporate marketing. I mean, I was on the agency side. My clients were corporations, large corporations. And, you know, when I looked around, I saw that the, the mobile communications platform was just taking off and becoming really central to all of our lives. And I thought, geez, you know, there's some opportunity here. And coming from my my own personal story is I come from a small business uh, family. My my father and two uncles uh, owned a furniture store together, you know, a privately owned furniture store chain of three. Um, And so I kind of grew up in, in you know, an intimate understanding of what it means to run a small business. Um, that you really are wearing like 25 hats and you barely have time to breathe and you're just running from one fire to the next. And uh, marketing is sometimes a when I have time kind of activity. And um, I, I, I looked around and I saw that, that there was an opportunity to help the small, medium-sized business owner who was really in that kind of scenario. Um, you know, that the SMS communication tool has been around for 15, 20 years. Big, you know, brands have been using it quite successfully for, for a number of years. Um, it, it, it just wasn't available to the smaller business owner because it, it's complicated. It's a, it's a very robust technology product. And like any digital marketing, it's not something that you can just do when you have time. You know, <laughs> you have to really watch it. You have to learn from it. You have to test. Um, you kind of have to know what you're doing to really get any kind of good results out of it. Um, and so, you know, I really thought that I could bring some value to that, uh, you know, type of you know business owner, the smaller, medium-sized business owner, 
who really wasn't, um, you know, tuned into this at all. They were still sending paper coupons and printing up menus and all those sort of old school marketing tactics, which, you know, just fills up our landfills, for God's sake, you know. So um, I just really thought that there was a there was something there. And so that's when we decided to start Mobile High Five. Yeah, and it's an awesome concept. And as I was saying, the really cool thing is that it offers you an opportunity to get direct engagement, but also direct feedback from your customer base, right? So kind of give us the big picture. You can take a case study. I know you work with smaller restaurants, which are in dire need of help right now, right? Because of COVID-19 and the new restrictions imposed by the government in in PA, but also in a variety of states. We see shutdowns across basically the entirety of the United States approaching the end of 2020 here. So how, how does Mobile High Fives service offering work and how can entrepreneurs benefit from it? So, you know, mobile marketing is, is really just a tool. It's a communications tool, just like email was a tool, you know, sending out a newsletter, writing a blog. Those are all just marketing tools. <clears throat> what is so powerful about text in particular is that every phone comes equipped with the text app. It's native to all phones. We're all using it a lot. I mean, you know, we're, we're texting each other way more than we're calling each other. Um, so everybody knows how to text. Everybody knows how to receive a text. You can't turn it off um, like an app. You can, you know, people were very hot spot on apps being the, the future of mobile marketing. And while they do play a role in some types of businesses, typically the larger ones, um, for the smaller business owner, it just doesn't make sense to invest in, in an app because honestly, nobody wants your app. Nobody wants to bother downloading your app. It clogs up your phone. It takes up space. I've got a newer phone that keeps just uh, uninstalling it if I don't use it. And then I got to wait to have it download again the next time I want to use it. So it's just a pain in the neck. Um, plus, you can turn off an app notification. Like when you uh, download that, uh, that, uh, that app initially, they ask you, do you want to set up notifications? I never set this up. So you're immediately cut off from that direct communication between you and your customer. Whereas when you send a text, it's going through. It's going through even if that customer isn't in Wi-Fi. Um, it goes through. So it, it's, a, it's like a guarantee direct line to your customer. It's almost like a no-brainer. So the, the real uh, trick with, with text marketing is you got to build a database, right? So how do you do that? Um, it, it, you know, to be compliant with the law, which I would strongly recommend everybody do because there are you know, serious fines for not doing it the right way. Um, you have to get explicit opt-in by the, you know, by your customers to be able to text them. So how do you do that? So, you know, there's a number of ways that we do it. We do it in, in uh, about four or five different ways. There's a lot of these sort of DIY text platforms out there that you can, you know, just start texting, you know, very inexpensively. And, and you know, pretty much all you can do to get onto a list um, to be able to, you know, start texting people is to text in a keyword. And that is historically how you would build lists um, in, in you know, text communication. What happened was about five years ago, right around the time we started our business, the kiosk was introduced. So now you have a, a tool where you can walk into a brick and mortar um, business and customer can actually enter their own number right on a tablet. 
that was a game changer. Five times as many people were signing up for these programs because they were able to enter their own number. Um, we're also able to um, now use QR codes um, because all phones are equipped to re read it, a QR code with a with a camera, whereas before you had to have a download a, an app, you know, a QR reader app. Um, so we're, we're using a lot of QR codes, especially now during COVID because they're contact free. <laughs> um, we're working on um, making our kiosk also contact free using that QR code so you can actually check in um, to a business by just scanning, you know, the QR code versus touching the, the tablet. Um, so there's a, you know, and we can add web, web forms to websites. There's, there's a number of, of methods that we deploy to build that list. And, and as a result, we build the list fairly rapidly over a period of months. Um, and, and so once you build that list and you get people who say, yeah, send me your offers via text, by and large, they don't leave. So you're retaining typically 99% of the people that opt in, you're retaining them on your list. Um, and the beautiful thing about text versus an email list is, well, I'll just ask you, how many emails do you have? Many. I have emails associated with self-made strategies, emails associated with my law firm, emails associated with production projects I'm working on. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the email for spam, yep, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that's the problem when you are trying to build an email list. You don't know which email they're giving you. Probably not the one they check frequently, right? So if you're really trying to reach that customer and they give you your email address, you may not reach them before whatever it is you wanted to reach them about is no longer valid. Because email, um, you know, it might be three, four days, maybe a week before they get to their your email, if ever. I mean, email open rates are hovering at about 16%. When you send a text out, 98% of the people who get that text will look at it within five minutes. I mean, that's powerful. Um, plus, there's all kinds of other ways that you can use text over and above marketing. Um, you can use it as a customer service tool. Um, you know, you can use it um, like we did when, when COVID hit, we made a very large pivot. Um, and we said, okay. I'm guessing people are going to start pulling back the marketing budget because that always happens during these kinds of crisis moments. So where else can we use this tool that would be helpful? And what we, what we came up with was a curbside pickup text alert program. And all we did is we just tweaked a couple little things on our platform. Um, we're actually using our appointment reminder uh, part of our platform, believe it or not, the, the, the part of the platform that we use to um, service dentists and physicians who want to remind you about your appointment. We tweaked a few things and remarketed it as a curbside pickup text program. And it's been highly successful because it doesn't uh, require an app. And um, a lot of people out there right now are developing apps just to do this for um, the marketplace. And what they're not reading is that the marketplace doesn't want the app. <laughs> First of all, it's very expensive. And also, again, getting back to the customer, they don't want to have to download an app to pick up a meal at your restaurant. They just want something really simple. And these restaurateurs, um, and it's not, we're not doing this just for rest restaurateurs. We have a veterinary hospital. We have after-school programs. We have preschools. I'm talking to a hospital up in Canada. I mean, it's really universal, this curbside um, you know, operation that's going on. And what, what text can do is essentially, you know, allow someone to just roll in, text in, 
um, a, a keyword to you know a phone number. It kicks back an automated message asking for some data. You know, where are you? Who are you? What are you driving? What parking space you're? Whatever they need. And inside, the staff is just looking at an inbox. It's that simple. So we can get uh, our clients uh, set up in like two days. You can't do that with an app. Um, and it's inexpensive. And there's no training for staff because it's literally like looking at an inbox um, and then filing the message away when you've you know, delivered the product or you know, meal or whatever. Um, so you know, that's been an, an interesting you know, quick pivot on our part. And also because we were able to move very, very quickly, like literally overnight, um, without any effort, no, no, let me, let me back up the track. It was effort, not mine, Bob's. <laughs> um, but with, with very little to no cost, we were able to get uh, almost to the number one spot on Google. When someone Googles curbside pickup text, they're, they're seeing mobile high five. We haven't done paid advertising at all for that. It's simply because we were there first because we didn't have to go out and develop an app. And that's what entrepreneurship is, is being able to pivot quickly, see an opportunity and move on it. Yeah, I love the the aspect of your entrepreneurial nature to begin with, to take what you've been offering your clients and customers already and see this opportunity in this crisis as an opportunity to bring more value, quite frankly, to all of your, your clients and customers. Just to recap some of the stuff, because we talked about a lot there, First and foremost, it's an opt-in service. And I've been getting a lot of emails lately that are are violating can spam. And I think people think it's a joke when you don't have your unsubscribe links and stuff like that. And when people don't opt into your emails and you can get yourself into trouble. I mean, you might be able to get away with one or two, but, you know, you as you pointed out, you want to make sure that you're aware of these laws that can really bring down the hammer pretty hard on you if you're, you know, putting people into your system without them opting in. But it's easy to get people to opt in and say, hey, would you like to hear about our discounts if you're a local restaurant and they're doing, you know, contactless pickup during COVID or something along those lines, or even curbside, you can put a sign outside that says, you know, opt into our text program. And you're so right. I could not agree with you more that I hate the overabundance of apps and having to download an app just because I'm going to X big box superstore. I don't want to start naming them, but they're all doing it, right? So, you know, you have to get this app when you pull up and I'm sitting there downloading the app and signing up and, and they're kind of forcing you to do that where this is much cleaner and easier. Right, right, right. Yeah, and, and you know, the it comes down to the, the keep it simple, stupid marketing strategy. <laughs> I, always, I always go on that because really the, that's what people want. They don't want to have to, and, and especially restaurateurs, they are so overwhelmed right now with survival that if you come to them with anything that requires them to like any, any level of complexity, they, they can't handle it almost, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, so. quite frankly, they're overwhelmed also. And we can talk about this a, a tiny bit because I, I saw a post on social media by Luke Bowen, who's one of the co-founders of Evil Genius who's big in the in the restaurant and consumer packaged goods space. And he was saying, you know, the government's been sitting on their hands to be polite this whole time and hasn't done anything to prepare. There are no more hospital beds. There's no more, you know, emergency preparedness, nothing. Right. What have they been doing for so many months? And the restaurant tours who went out of their way 
to abide by ever-changing regulations and laws on a constant basis. I mean, they've been on tectonic plates in terms of, you know, what are we doing next week to be able to continue to drive enough revenue to pay the, the overhead that, quite frankly, is massive in the restaurant industry. And, and can I, can yeah. I just say that um, my clients that had invested in building that valuable database before this pandemic hit were in such better shape than right. the people who hadn't done that because everything literally changes every hour almost, it seems like, you know. Right now, yeah. Being able, like right right now, Pennsylvania just shut down the restaurants. Yeah. You know, like last night, right? Yep. So it's important for those restaurateurs to now, you know, get the information out. Well, what are you doing? Are you opened? Are you closed? Are you doing takeout? Are you doing a special Christmas menu? Right. Um, you know, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> How yeah. do they get that information out? Um, and so there's all these Facebook groups and such that have, you know, been, you know, set up organically to try to give these these guys the, the opportunity to just post what they're doing. But there's no way to really um, make that information usable to the consumer. So that's what caused us to do our second pivot, which was um, a shop, dine, play local program which we had been um, sort of lightly marketing to uh, chambers of commerces and business associations and things like that. And, you know, I wasn't getting um, a lot of uh, interest in it, you know, pre-pandemic, um, mainly because I learned that a lot of these chambers are very lightly staffed and lightly funded. And, you know, they're, it's really hard for them to do, you know, these kinds of programs. Um, but it, it has become imperative for them to do these kinds of programs now because these mom and pop Main Street America kind of uh, places are are really hurting. So in, in the town that we live in, in Malvern, I, I finally convinced the, the Malvern Business Professional Association, who I've been working on for four years to try to convince them to do this. They finally they finally decided to, to give it a try. And, um, you know, we have a pretty you know, robust business district, you know, it's not the biggest one, you know, out there, but it's, it's got some, some nice diversity and, and great, you know, merchants. And, um, and so what we did is we essentially created what I call the Malvern Insiders Program. And um, I just did a couple posts on the Malvern Community Facebook group who promote it, um, you know, and, and within literally 10 days, we have over 700 people who have opted in wow. to this program. Wow. So that's 700 people that, and, and then I, the Business Professional Association is paying for this, right? So it's available to anybody who's a member uh, business in that association, which is like $150 a year, right? Membership is not expensive. But in exchange, they have free advertising for 12 months. Two times a month, we're sending a text out and we're not doing our full program. For this because it would it's too expensive for them to be able to shoulder. So we're kind of we scaled it down appropriately. So really it's just two, two times a month, these community members are going to get a text with a link to a landing page that we've designed specifically for the ecosystem and space of the mobile phone. And it's going to be, you know, uh, some blurb at the top thematically about particular, you know, text to promotionalize. And then it'll just have, you know, all of the merchants on this. King Street, which is our main drag, um, you know, logo, which clicks off to that merchant's website, and then an offer. Next logo, offer. Next logo, offer. 
And so it's cure, it's like a curated um, page of all of the offers of, of the local community. So it makes it really easy. It's in your pocket, you know, to know what's going on in Malvern. And then when we have events, like we had our Christmas on King uh, event a couple of weeks ago, we were able to promote that and the events that were happening surrounding that. And there, there'll be other, you know, opportunities for that. Every chamber or a small town should be doing this kind of thing for their community. It's a no-brainer and it's so easy to do. Um, you know, literally within 10 days, we, I mean, I think we're up to about 750 now. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So this is all great. And I think it's because again, I, I have no skin in the game, by the way, I'm, I'm not at all a part of mobile high five, but I do think what you guys do is pretty awesome. I love tangential things, right? Like following the herd tends to lead you to slaughter eventually, I think personally. So I love the concept of doing something like this, which quite frankly, not to say that there aren't a, a fair amount of businesses and entrepreneurs doing it, but it's not quite as crowded, as you said, as say apps or email marketing or uh, or online, you know, targeted ads that, that you're spending money on, maybe on uh, social media marketing, for example, or something like that. People are being bombarded. It's like Minority Report, right, with Tom Cruise, where they're just being hit with all these advertisements, whereas to your point, this is much more intimate in a way. It is. Texting is is, uh, is a very intimate um, form of communication because it's the same. Right. You know, te texting, you text your daughter, you text your mom. Right. You know. But also because they opt in, right? And not to say that you don't opt into email marketing, but we, we touched on that. You touched on that well earlier. It's more so that they actively engage with and are opting into the brands that they're already shopping with, whether it's a local restaurant, local shop, or maybe it's even a, um, a local nonprofit that you support. I really see this, and I don't know if you have any nonprofit clients, but I see this as an opportunity for organizations that are in that space. They need more direct engagement with their target audience, which tends to be small to mid-sized entrepreneurs, businesses, and small to mid-sized nonprofits as well, right? They're very similar in my eyes. So do you have nonprofits? Are you seeing that being used as a tool for nonprofits to engage with donors? Um, so there is a, a, a and, I, and I'm going to forget the name of it. I should, probably should know this, but there is a company out there that specializes in nonprofits and they have a unique business model in that they um, get donations from corporations to fund their operation. And then they provide this service to the nonprofits for free. So I can't compete with free. So right. I don't really go after <laughs> nonprofits. However, that said, I am um, about to start working with a, kind of an interesting um, nonprofit. It's out in, um, I think it's in Canton, Kansas, uh, Kansas City or St. Louis area. Um, they are doing drive-through COVID testing. Um, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a nonprofit health center, basically. And what they're going to, what we're going to help them with is um, developing a system where someone rolls in and they text in that keyword, as I explained before, that's going to kick back um, that question, it will link to that questionnaire that you have to take. Um, you know, have you traveled anywhere in the last 14 days? You know, the whole COVID questionnaire that we've all, I'm sure, taken at this point. Um, and, and it's going to streamline that whole operation for them, um, 
and, and they'll need less, less staff to support it. So they are a nonprofit and, and we're going to be working with them. But oh, cool. um, generally for, for a donor kind of scenario, you know, for free, free is the way to go. So I, I yeah, I, I don't really do that um, kind of stuff. But we do for the, for the, um, the brick and mortar stores and things like that, you know, we are really um, beneficial in helping them build those lists. Um, you know, through loyalty programs and all kinds of other, you know, ways, even the, even a restaurateur that I'm doing a curbside program for, we're setting up a scenario where the next day after someone picks up curbside, um, our platform will look for everybody who falls into that category, put them on a little target list. And then we have a trigger message that goes out the following day saying, hey, thanks for stopping by XYZ restaurant. I hope you enjoyed your meal. Would you like to receive um, updates from us with new menu items, offers, et cetera? If so, please reply offers, you know, or, or something, some other word. And when they reply with that other word, we're opting them into this marketing database. So even though they've been forced to do this curbside because that's the only way they're going to, you know, survive, they're thinking, they're forward thinking, they're thinking down the line, how can I get something back from that? And, and so I always, whenever I talk to someone about a curbside program, I always mention, you know, doing something like that because curbside is an operational expense. Text marketing is a revenue generator. So looking at your experience in marketing in general, let's talk a little bit about best practices that you would offer. And I know this is a little off topic from Mobile High Five, but you, you have a lot of experience in marketing. So for those who may be listening that are struggling with their business or with moving forward with whatever their mission is, what are sort of the top three best practices of advice that you would give to someone to amplify their marketing during such an uncertain time? Aside from sign up for Mobile High Five. Right, right. <laughs> so, so businesses that, that pay attention to marketing during crisis times like we're in are the ones that are going to uh, prevail when we come out of this. There's so many case studies dating back to like 1911 um, that confirm this, um, where, you know, I, I think it was a McDonald's um, case study or something where, you know, um, you know they, they continued to market during, you know, this, this uh, horrible time that, that they were going through and their competitor didn't. And, um, at, you know, at the end, they ended up stronger and the competitor died off. Um, so what happens when you're in a down cycle is there's fewer people marketing. So your marketing dollars actually go so much farther and the space is less crowded. So you're not competing with a bunch of screaming people or a lot of messages or a lot of emails. So the time to spend money on marketing is now, not, not when the economy comes back. God's sakes, you want to do it now. You get you just get so much more for your for your dollar. Um, and the other thing I I would just you know I can't overemphasize the importance of of building your own database. Um, I think we've all been snowed with the social media um, uh, thing that has you know grown up overnight around us. Um, and, and we're all like furiously trying to get likes and followers and all of that stuff and, and post and, and all of that is really unsustainable. It's like a, it's like feed. I, I refer to it as feeding the beast. It's, it's such a time suck to be, um, constantly on social media and the return on your investment is so low unless you're 
really paying a lot of money for advertising in those mediums. Um, what are you doing when you're getting your customers to like your posts and engage with you on Facebook, et cetera, is you're literally turning your database over to Mark Zuckerberg, who is then going to turn around to you and say, oh, would you like to reach those customers? You know, give me some money, buy some Facebook advertising. He's in it for himself, not for you. Um, when you do, I mean, I think anyone would notice if you do a, a, an organic post on Facebook, you know, you might see 10 to 30 people engage with your post. Um, if you send a text out to your customers, 98% are going to read it. Like there's no comparison. And it's so much less work because a lot of the um, things that you can do, you can automate. So it's just kind of happening in the background, especially if you do a loyalty program. There's a lot of built-in automation to that that just keeps your name in front of your customer regularly, it's top of mind branding. Um, and so don't spend all of your marketing efforts and dollars in, into social media because you're selling yourself short. Own your own database. So important. Yeah, that's brilliant. I, I think a couple of things to unpack there. One from the, the first point that you made, it's very much like Warren Buffett says, right? Be greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others are greedy, right? Now is the opportune time to kind of build up some of the things that you've been saying to yourself. Yeah, we need to amplify our marketing, but we haven't done so in the past. Now is not the time to get squeamish about that. You need to be strategic. And that kind of ties into your second point, which is don't go dumping all of your dollars in Facebook marketing, which they're marketing to entrepreneurs, right? Market with us because we've got all these effective uh, numbers and data and this and that, but they're marketing to you to market to your platform. So you end up with um, maybe not the best bang for your buck. That number is really impressive with text marketing. I mean, 98% is insane to have that kind of engagement yeah. and impression. And, and considering that you get very few opt-outs. It's even more remarkable. The thing to uh, really remember is that, you know, marketing is a long-term play. You know, it's not something that you're going to see results in month one, month two, even month four. So you have to be willing, whenever you try any new marketing tool, give it a year and then evaluate because that's really what it takes to, to turn the tide. Yeah, that's great advice in general. I think almost for any endeavor, kind of what you're talking about there is look at the horizon and say, this is the goal that I want to be at in six months, a year, whatever, and then work your way back. And your marketing program should be like that, not dabbling in, oh, I'm going to spend 10 bucks a week on Facebook and expect to see leads or prospects or whatever coming in. That's just not realistic. And it's also not strategic. And what you're talking about is more that sort of sitting down and actually either working with someone like yourself and Bob or, or someone who's a marketing professional and saying, hey, here's my plan and here's what I want to get to. Can you get me there and how? And Another thing to touch on, I think, uh, just briefly is there's a lot of noise right now with, you know, content marketers and people who claim to be marketing experts and stuff like that popping up all over the place. And I say the same thing to potential clients when I'm talking to them about my law firm, whether it's me or another attorney, I'm not twisting your arm, but make sure that the attorney that you're working with actually knows what they're talking about, has some experience in your space and speaks your language, because those are indicators that you're paying for something that 
may not lead you to the goals and objectives that you're looking for, right? So working with somebody that actually knows and says, okay, well, you know, you're here, you're trying to get this in ROI or, or impressions or whatever you're looking for. Here's what we can do to get you into that, you know, uh, sort of space more or less, but not someone who says, yeah, I can get you a thousand followers. First of all, to your point, engagement is the key, not the volume of followers or likes or anything like that. Right. Also, you know, I, I would say that, um, you know, don't look at the tool as much as looking at the person using the tool. Great point. Um, you know, getting back to those DIY texting platforms out there, those are just tools. If you don't know what you're doing, which 99% of these small, medium-sized business owners that that sign on to them, they don't know what they're doing, and so they they dabble in it. It doesn't work, and then they throw, they say, "Oh, and all all of it, you know, text marketing doesn't work." I tried it. Uh, okay, right. and, you know, um, work with someone who know who knows how to use the tool, who has marketing background who understand and you know when I work with my clients I don't advise them just on text marketing if I see you know that they're doing something else that they could be doing differently I advise them you know on how to do that I don't I don't put myself out there as you know someone who's trying to you know get more fees because I want to do your website because I don't design websites but I can look at what they're doing and I can advise them on how to get where they are to where they need to be and do it themselves because it's not that hard. You know, I can't tell you how many people I've helped set up a Google My Business page, you know, <laughs> or, you know, advise them how to get on Instagram and things like that. So, um, you know, we, we look out for the big picture. Yeah, that's great. And that's exactly right. That's the, that's the same thing. I take the same approach in my law firm when I'm working with clients. I'll make a recommendation about another professional that might be a good fit. And then, you know, that's kind of part of being a collaborator. And that's what you're getting at, right? Right. Exactly. So it's mobilehigh5, the number 5.com. And Barbara, if people want to reach out to you directly, what's the best way to get into contact with you? Um, well, they can text me or call me at 484-325-5725, or uh, they can send me an email to barbara at mobilehigh5.com. Awesome. Barbara, thank you so much for your time. It's great to have you on the show. Appreciate seeing you, and uh, hopefully we'll see each other in person soon. I hope so. You have a great day.